Right. I'm going to start us off with a thought I was having just before we joined the call. Okay, go for it. Slow cooker hot chocolate. <laughs> what about it? Why? <laughs> it's like the... It's like the... Um, what's it called for Hotel Chocolat. The Velvetizer. It's not, it's just... No, I think it's the same thing. And all I can think about is people not washing their slow cookers out enough in between mince, uh, in between mince and tatties. And then it's oh. hot chocolate mince and tatties. Or like a curry, a curry hot chocolate. That was Wait, like, why? <clears throat> yeah, I've, not, I've never thought about that. But That's what I wanted to I w- start us off with because it, Wait, was, it was a Christmasy point, another, opinion. Another point. Who needs that much hot chocolate? How many portions is that? I don't know, it was New Look that had posted it on their TikTok account and I thought, dumb. Why do you follow New Look on TikTok? I don't, it just came up. Do you know who you can follow on TikTok? Oh, who, Stephanie? Big Lady Book Club. Which is this podcast that we're on right now. Yeah, yeah. We've got so oh, far, we've, we've not been here in two months. Uh, two months? Probably like three months? Yeah, I had to go to rehab. <laughs> Why are you lying? <laughs> Spicy. She had to go to post shelves and rehab. No, I had to go to post like book slump rehab. Welcome back to Big Lie Book Club. It's been like a couple months break. Um, uh-huh. I have not been reading really. I've been trying to get in the kind of flow of university. Oh my gosh. She's, she's a fake reader. Fake reader. Just shut my eyes and look at the books really quickly and aggressively. A.K.A. <laughs> <laughs> our mother. <laughs> I did read the page. She reads a book within 10 minutes. <laughs> she actually does it. She reads like four pages at a time. She, goes, she literally goes... <laughs> <laughs> the yep. next effect. Um, <laughs> so a two minute long effect. But yeah, I had been in a bit of a reading slump. I had been very, very busy with uni stuff and work stuff and having a social life. So, um. Oh, flexing. Yeah. There's going to be probably. See, because we're on video call. How many times change on video call? We'll throw up a peace sign or something. And it'll just be a bit of dead audio on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't have been that even if we were together. Yeah, true. But, um, oh, we, we don't really peace sign in real life that much to each other. <laughs> we're just running around peace signs up. <laughs> but um, I wasn't really in a big... Re- real. I was. It wasn't even like... I didn't feel like it was a massive slump, but I was really like, why am I going to do the podcast if I have nothing to say? It's going to be really boring. And then uh-huh. Stephanie was like, do you want to talk about the college situation? Um. Well, basically, I started college and I really wanted to put like all my thought and like effort into that. It was like doing three different courses in one, so it took like all my time, and then ended up leaving college anyway. <laughs> but I didn't have time because I was reading for like my English college course and my history college course and my psychology one, and so reading wasn't for like enjoyment. It was like textbook time. So like at that point, you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna like not be available for the podcast as much because I'm in college," and I was just adjusting my uni, so we just stopped for a while. <laughs> We yeah. were going to do it just me for a wee while, but then we decided just to... Just not. take a break, like in a breather, yeah. and come back properly one day. 
Exactly. So, kind of the goal today, this is just like an end of year bonus kind of episode, and then we'll hopefully yeah. restart up in the new year. Even if yeah. we maybe do like one episode a month just for a wee while to kind of get us back in. Yeah. Or even like two a month, just instead of one a week, and then possibly in like the summer when you don't have uni, we can do like the every week yeah. episode. But we're kind of just and- taking it at our own pace right now. Yeah. Because I feel like, as everybody will know, during the podcast I was reading for the podcast but I was in like a big reading slump so I wasn't reading for enjoyment too much whereas now I feel like I'm finally starting to get back into like sitting on your lunch break reading your book and then see when you go back to work and you're like oh I can't wait to go back into that when I get home yeah I get you I feel like like back at that I'm kind of there as well again I was Mm The kind of whole thing we're going to do today is talk about kind of our year of reading overall and we're going to go through our Goodreads stats. Um, We were going to do something on book gifting but this episode's going to come out on Christmas Eve so if you're waiting on us giving you your book gifting ideas on Christmas Eve then something's went wrong. Yeah, however my birthday is a week after Christmas if you'd like to gift me my PO box is down below. (laughs) Stephanie suddenly has an Amazon (laughs) wish list in the big little bio. (laughs) Disclaimer, I do not have a P.O. box. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we we're going to talk about like Christmas gifting, but we're just going to bypass that because there's not, yeah. I don't think there's much of a point. No, we could maybe mention like the books that we'd like for Christmas, but that's just because what we've asked Santa Claus We're nosy, yeah. We're nosy, so we want to know what other people have asked for for Christmas or what they get for Christmas. Yeah, if you get good book gifts, please add us on Insta so we can see them. Uh huh. Because we're very nosy. But- Two seconds, Lauren. I'm going to plug my laptop in. It's flashing. Okay. There's no day off for heroes. (laughs) And even when Stephanie's tired, she puts the fox tail on. Shh. Stop saying that. You know, cut it out. It's fine. Ah, I just sat on a hair clip. Oh, dear. Okay. Better than a key. Yeah, I'm plugging. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so we'll maybe briefly touch on gifting, um, but we're going to really talk about our year, and I thought we could also talk about our reading resolutions for the new year, and Very our goals, because I feel like that's one of the things that I get excited about at the start of the year, uh, is like setting my Goodreads goal and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get to start again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Any anything new for you that you want to talk about first? Um, to be honest, not really. Like, that, that sounds so boring. Like, the only thing that's changed for me recently that's Aye. relevant is that I'm trying to post on Instagram again for, like, the book accounts. So, hopefully by Clatty I'll be posting a lot I more. I think over Christmas we're going to hopefully get back in the swing of it because I'm off uni yeah. now till February, basically. Um, uh, and I'm only work well, not only working, I work, like, full time, but I have more time. Cause, like I'll never work later than 6pm so and, like, we can you're always not, record I feel like the thing with like work as opposed to like uni or something is sometimes like you finish a class and then you still have stuff that you have to read or do or whatever yeah. whereas you can finish yeah, your shift and then you just go home uh-huh. it's kind of like there's an exact time frame for it rather than just your class and all your studying and stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah I'm kind of the same. Nothing really new. Nothing exciting. Publishing's going good. Um, quite enjoying it. Me and Stephanie went ice skating. Oh. On... That was... When did we go ice skating? Was it the first? No, it wasn't the first. It was long, um, after that. 
Was it the 12th? Um, I'm not sure. Wait, 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 I found it. I Never think it mind. might have been the 12th, actually. It was the 6th. The 6th? Yeah, the 6th of October. October? <laughs> December. December. And now we're on the 21st. Which was funny, because me and Stephanie said bye that day, and I said to her, oh, probably next time we'll see you, it'll be Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and you were like, not one. And it definitely will now. Yeah, but I think I just assumed that we would see each other beforehand, but then Christmas is so busy, and then, like, you have, like, your free time spent with, like, your friends doing Christmas stuff, and my free time spent with my friends doing Christmas stuff, and we just compromised by FaceTiming and ranting at the end of the day. That's true. We don't see each other a lot in person at the minute, but... We'll be together on Christmas. Yes, but not for Christmas Eve in our matching pyjamas because Lauren hates me. Oh, it's because I have a dog that doesn't like yeah. my mum's dog. What? Well, I don't think Jasper is a problem. No, mum said this as well, but Jasper was the problem. He did the teeths. <laughs> Lola wound him up though. She wants to give him a look. Yeah, they don't really get on, <laughs> so we're having separate Christmas Eves this year, which is a bit interesting yeah. for us but however we're still opening our presents together and so we can still post about the books together did you see that tiktok dance i sent you to i can't remember what it yeah, was yeah you were like can we please do this and i think it was to all too well and i think we should <laughs> but you send me these all the time we never do them that's what we're going to start posting on big Litty. it's just going to become like big dancer <laughs> big dancer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not very nice. Should we, go, should we do the one where it's like, I'm a superstar and I'm coming out tonight? I had a little makeover and now I'm all dressed up. Oh my god, that's Big Litty coming back for like season two, season three. Well, yeah, considering season two was two episodes long and then we'd stop doing it. Yeah, so we'll refresh and do season 2.2. 2.2. Let's, um, yeah. let's briefly as well do our old feature... Because we're not doing book news because that's a thing of the past on Big Litty because we never were interested. Well, it's not even just that. It's like every month we were great, it was like, oh, this is a fantasy book about a sun and a desert. Or, and then finally it was like, this is a high fantasy book about enemies to lovers and fairies. And it was just always the same. Or it was like, book. I like the book drama stuff. When it was like conspiracies and everything and like controversies, but I didn't. But but it's like it's yeah. boring to talk about like boring book news if we don't have anything exciting to say. The most yeah. exciting book news this week was that Madeline Miller said that she was coming out with Persephone. Um, oh, did you not see that? No, I did not. Well, there you go. That's exciting. But oh again, I see, I see. Oh, that's so exciting. And then when the Madeline Miller even. Special edition set came out of Ellen McCray. I was like, oh, I love those, I want those. I have never read Cersei or Song of Achilles. I have Song of Achilles. I've had it since I've last had them. Christmas. I've had them for months and months and months and I've never even read them. This this may sound silly, but because it's so like hyped up on TikTok, I kinda don't want to read it too much. Because like everyone says, Oh, it's gonna make you cry, it's gonna make you cry. So I keep saying to myself, Do I really want to read about Greek gods and cry? No, not always. No, not always. No. No. Um, but book news, no, we don't really have anything. I've skipped Illuminate for this month, and I think, Lauren, you dropped out of Illuminate, didn't you? I did. I might bring it back in the new year, but for now, I had dropped it. But um, I'm, oh. still, I'm still going strong with Fairy Loot, but I skipped this month because of Christmas presents. I have a real update. What? I'm still on the Fairy Loot waitlist. 
Oh yeah, Stephanie's still not off that. That's becoming the running gag of the podcast is that Stephanie's not yeah, good enough for failure. I got a, I got an email the other day that was like, this year's theme, this month's theme, sorry. And I was like, oh, I'm about on it. And I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, never mind. I think you should rejoin it. I've done it twice. I've twice rejoined. One time I was on it for like six Maybe do months, it with a different still. email address. Oh, that's too much effort. But... I have fairy loot, but I did skip this month. I was interested in the theme, but I skipped because I had too many Christmas presents to buy. And I didn't yeah. really want to gift myself a whole subscription box before Christmas. But the yeah. theme was, like, not that interesting, so I don't think I've missed much. Uh-huh. Do you know what I struggle with? I always want to show the stuff we get in the boxes, but there's such a stigma, especially around the Lumicrate, to show the stuff early, because they have, like, certain dates you're supposed to reveal what was in the box. So I always want to post a TikTok of unboxing, like, whatever months it was. But then people get proper angry. I've seen, like, arguments on Instagram if someone's posted, like, the book early. I get you. And I also see all the time is, like, I'll post or I'll see something about someone unboxing fairy loot. And they'll be like, this is what's in my fairy loot. And it'll just be, like, all these, like, hate comments being, like, fairy loot's rubbish and I hate all of this and it's cheap rubbish. And it's all... Yeah, or, like, like, you're showing off. I don't want that kind of negative energy. Like, someone was, like, posting about how... I can't remember if it was like the October box or something for Fairy Loot. It was the worst box ever or something. And it was like one of my favourites. And I was like, like I feel like yeah. people are just a wee bit sometimes complaining for the sake of complaining. Sometimes I feel as well, if you post like a special edition of books, like if I post the Infernal Devices Illumicrate edition, I'll either one, get comments saying, oh my God, where did you get this? And I'm like, oh, it's sold out now. However, you can buy it on Reese, so it's too expensive. Or you get people being like, don't show off. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's kind of, it's a weird one with exclusive editions, but yeah, I've applied for a job at Illumicrate. There's some news. Yeah. I heard anything back? No, I only applied today. Did I tell you oh. I even applied? No, you didn't. <laughs> I was thinking that when you were like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you I know as well, you've, you've not even told Big Little viewers that you're doing publishing now. Yeah, I have. Have you? Is this on your episodes by yourself? No, I've definitely just mentioned that I'm doing a publishing uni course now. Well, well, how's that going? So, so far I've done an assignment on She Who Became the Sun. I've done one on Hotkey Books that was about We Were Liars and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And I've also done an assignment on my dissertation proposal, which is how can... We measure cultural diversity in the publishing industry with disability and gender. Oh, okay. So it's a bit wild. I'm going to talk about Six of Crows and... What else was it? Wonderland by Juno Temple and A Curse of Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmer. So that's fun. Yeah. That's what I've recently been doing. But it's not, it's not like talking... It's still doing book stuff. It's not like talking about the books and their content. It's more talking about like the marketing and stuff. Yeah, it's publishing. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to get an internship right now as well. So if anyone's a publishing big boy and is listening to this, get me an internship. <laughs> <laughs> what? Publishing big boy. No, I was trying to say like publishing big manager, but I was like, I don't know what. <laughs> but um, yeah. What are you currently reading? There's that other wee thing we always do. Oh, this is exciting. You're even excited for this. I have put off. <laughs> so, basically, <coughs> I have this thing where if, 
I anticipate a book for a long time. I put it off as soon as I get it, so I won't read it straight away because I need to emotionally prepare myself. And I read a book and then, well, I read A Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue and it like put me right back into the reading streak. And so straight away I was like, oh, I'm going to pick up Chain of Gold. And so I'm currently 45% of the way through. I thought you were writing so, yeah. 40 pages in and I was like, oh. But no, 45% no, of the like, way. Yeah, I think it's like 340 pages Chain or something. Chain of there. Gold has my heart. I uh, reread Clockwork Prince the other, a couple months ago. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say the other week, but it was literally months ago now. Um, <laughs> not Clockwork Prince, Clockwork Angel, the first one. And yeah. I think Chain of Gold is a better first book in the series than Clockwork Angel. Oh. Um, yeah, I can kind of see what you mean. But I think like but then clockwork, but then clockwork prince is like untouchable. Yeah, clockwork prince is the best Cassandra Clare book. Yeah, but Chain of Gold, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, Chain of Iron is on the shelf. However, I don't know if I'll read it straight away. I think it depends how I feel after I finish Chain of Gold. Um, but it's you should wait until like I think Chain of um Chain of Foreign is due out in like March or April or something. So maybe like read it in like February so you don't have as long to wait. Yeah, and then I'm like refreshed on my brain on what, what's going on. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it and like it's kind of everything I expected it to be. However, I kind of thought it was going to be one of the books where I pick it up and then read it all in one day. But with work and like life and stuff, I've just been taking my time. But I do read it in like 100 pages each time. So I'll probably even read some of it tonight, and I'll be finished. I want to hope by the end of the year. I, mean, I, could, I think you will be finished by the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Because I think I'm going to read some tonight and tomorrow. So hopefully, I might even be finished by the end of the week. Maybe done by Christmas. Yeah, maybe. What um, are you currently reading? I am reading. I was going to hold it up there, but it's only me and you that can see it. I'll hold it up anyway. Oh. Crown oh of God. Midnight by Sergio Mass. Very fancy. Is that like the second, the third? It's the second in the throne of glass. Well, it's there's Assassin's Blade. That's the prequel. The prequel, and then there's yeah. Throne of Glass, and then there's Crown of Midnight. So I had mentioned on here, literally again months ago, that I had listened to Assassin's Blade on audiobook, which is the only audiobook I listened to at all this year. Uh huh. Um, and I was gonna try and re get back into Throne of Glass because I had said I was like, oh, I read Throne of Glass in twenty sixteen. I looked on my yeah. Goodreads when I was putting in the details for my reread, and it was 2014 I read Throne of Glass. Jeez, that was when I started high school. Yeah, so that was a long, long time ago, and I had read Throne of Glass and Crown of Midnight and Air of Fire, I think, or I think I got like halfway through Air of Fire, I can't remember if I finished it. Yeah. Um, You were at the point where I'm pre- like, you were waiting for the next books to come out. But I, I was quite like, I was quite on the hype for Throne of Glass quite early on, but then it just got away from me. And I was going to try and just pick up from Air of Fire, but I was like, there's no chance. So I read Throne no. of Glass. I started Throne of Glass last night, I think, and I finished it this morning. So it was a really quick, yeah. a really quick read. Um, I think when you're rereading as well, your brain doesn't have to take in the information as much. as much. So it's like, like a refresher rather than like, I need to remember this storyline and this character because you're like, I already know this. Because it's like, I wasn't skimming it, but I think my brain clicked on a lot quicker. So I was, yeah. like, going quicker through it. So I just flew through that. And then I've just picked up Crown of Midnight tonight. And I think, optimistically, like, you're probably going to read it after this podcast. And I'll yeah. probably read some before work tomorrow. I imagine I will have it done by Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. But then, 
I've ordered Aid of Fire, but because of Christmas delays, I won't get it till January. So yeah, I'm, I'm, you I'm might not, read something in between. Do you I'm think? hoping I don't get slumpy. Is the thing like because I'm, I'm really like on this, and I'm like my big. Well, obviously we're going to go into this, but one of my reading resolutions for next year is to finish every Sarah J. Mass book that's out there. So Damn. so 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 far, I actually only have to read the second Crescent City book, which is coming out in February, and I've got it on pre-order, and I, that'll be like a release day read probably. Uh huh. And the Throne of Glass series. Crescent City was the first Theology Mask book that I bought. It was because it was on offer in Waterstones. This was when I was starting to like build my collection again. And I, to this day, have not read a single Theology Mask book. And I have the full A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And I have Crescent City on my shelf. I think I, haven't read a I think you book. would like Theology Mask. I honestly do. I think I would, but I think I'd prioritise Cassandra Clare and some other books. I'm pretty sure it's A Dark and Hollow Star. It was in a Limicrate special edition. I really want to read soon. See, like, the thing with, like, Throne of Glass and that is, like, people always criticise Sarah J Mass all the time. And I sometimes will get in my head a wee bit and be like, oh, yeah, Sarah J Mass isn't very good. Um, or I'll be like, uh-huh. oh, she is, like, she's not that diverse and she's not that interesting and whatever. But then, see, like, reading Throne of Glass again, I was like, no, she is good. She's definitely just on that level of, like, when people... She gets really popular, and then people don't want to like it anymore. And I get yeah, that. I think that uh-huh. there's problematic things in a court of thorns and roses, but it's kind of like do you know what I mean. It's fun and good, and I don't know why people shit on it so much. It's like just to be cool at this point. Yeah, I think it's like it's one of those things where, and people are popular for a reason. But being realistic, if you turned around to the book community and said, my favourite author is Sierra J Mass or my favourite author is Cassandra Clare, people will make fun of you. Even though Currently, yeah. everybody loves basically one of their books. In this like current climate, definitely. Which is like not to say that people can't criticise because I, which obviously we'll get into when I go through my Goodreads stats, thought it was quite funny because one of my lowest rated books of the entire year is A Court of Forms and Roses. Uh-huh. Um, so I definitely don't think Sergio Mass is like untouchable, but just like reading from a glass again, where it's just like a fun YA fantasy, I was like, people do criticize this woman way too much. Yeah, I think I worry about reading A Court of Thorns and Roses because when I think of like Fae and stuff, I go straight to the Cruel Prince and Folk of Air. So like, it's a very think, different kind of Fae. Yeah, and I think like that's new to me, so I need to kind of be really in the mood for it. So I'll probably get to it eventually, but it's not in my top, like, ten next reads. No, I get you. It's like, uh-huh. I feel like I've just kind of got into a wee reading streak again. I had been reading City of Ghosts. I was going to say City of Bones, but I think it's City of Ghosts. I thought you were going to say City of Bones well, and I was, like, shocked. I was like, why would you reread the Mortal Instruments out of every Cassandra Clare book? I would, I would never put myself through that. If I wanted to read any of the Mortal Instruments, I would just read City of Glass and then move on. Even though I love them, I would never reread them. I don't City think. of Glass is the best. But um, no, City of Bones. It was a Victoria Schwab middle grade book, but it was set in Edinburgh, and um, it was about like this ghost hunter, and it was just it was a wee bit too middle grade for me. Like I know Percy Jackson's oh, middle yeah. grade. I think I've got a print from it from like an early Illuminate box, and it's like ghost hunting in Edinburgh, and it's like you might actually quite like it. Cause it's got like a small postcard size. It was cute, and I enjoyed it. it, and apparently that's the worst one of the series, like, it gets way better, and I have all of yeah. the books in the trilogy, so I'll probably read the other ones, and it was fun, and the premise was fun, but it was putting me in such a slump, but because it was so short, I wanted to keep reading it to try and just finish yeah. it. Yeah, 
So then that put me in a slump and then I eventually put that down. I think like one thing I really want to like try and do as well is like if I pick up a book and I'm 40 pages in, 100 pages in and I'm not feeling it, I am allowed to put it back down because if I push for it, I do put myself in a slump if I don't enjoy a book. Yeah, I've been like, yeah, I think like I shouldn't have pushed on my setting of ghosts right now. Yeah, or what was it? Was it prior that you struggled to get through Priory of the Orange Tree? Not necessarily, but I was reading Priory and I was like, most of, like, I was like 250 pages in or something. I was quite far, not far through it, but I was like a significant amount through it and I was still enjoying it. But then we had, uh-huh. went, we had went into lockdown or quarantine, it was that week. Yeah. And everything was kind of like, then. And then I started reading all the young dudes, the fanfic. So it just took me ages to get through it because I got in a slumpy mindset, but it wasn't in the book. Yeah, I get you. Let's um, look at our Goodreads year, my year in books. Mine's wasn't working on the app, so I've had to bring it up on the computer. Oh, mine's worse than that, but there's not much to see since um, I had such a big slump. Mine's is like, obviously I might read a couple more books by the end of the year. I think I'll probably finish Crown of Midnight and probably read at least one or two more. So this is like, uh-huh. I guess, the year as of 21st of December. Yeah. Um, but I have read 84 books, which is not including two rereads because I didn't log them. So 86, right, okay. technically. That's a lot. It is a lot. My thing was, my goal was 30. So I almost tripled that. Yeah, I've only read until 10. Woohoo! 10's good though, because you were having a really rough time of it with reading. Yeah, I'm kind of happy with that because I think about it and I'm like, that's basically one a month, even though I know obviously there's 12 months in a year. But, like, considering I was so uninterested in reading for a good portion of this year, like, 10's still decent. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like, see, like, the pages read. Mine is like 37,000. And I don't know why, but I feel like it would be more. Yeah, because I know books on average can be like 400 pages to like 1,000 pages normally. But like, still, when you hear 37,000, you're like, is that that many? I think because in my mind, I'm like, oh, 37,000 words. And I'm like, that's not what it means. Aye, I think that's what it is. is My brain's like, that's not very many, even though it is. How many pages are you? 4,735. See, doesn't that feel like nothing? I know it's like pages, but yeah. my brain's going, that's only 400, uh, that's only 4,000 words. If we compare this to 2020, when obviously the podcast wasn't a thing, I read 43 books and 17,732 words. And last I, I think I had mine up for last year, because I think I accidentally sent you the link for 2020 and then I sent you through another link. Yeah. Um, in 2020, I think I read six books. Yeah, six books with 2,000 words read. Yeah. And my longest book was The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. <laughs> what is that? Like 400 pages? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the highest rated book on Goodreads. What was your um, longest book this year? Um, Priory of Lawrence Street, 848 pages. Oh, this is 848 pages? Yeah. So I'd say that Priory has a big stigma around it. It's a long book and it's a lot of pages. However, my longest book was Queen of Air and Darkness and it was 893 pages. Oh, 
no wonder you were in so, the slump. That's yeah, a no, huge book. Now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that maybe that was a long book because it doesn't look that big in comparison to Lord of Shadows, but I that is long. Mine's would have been the Goldfinch, but I think the Goldfinch maybe checks in at like 800 pages, so it's just under it. Um, yeah. But then my shortest book was a graphic novel I read on my iPad that was called the Tea, ugh, can't speak, the tea Dragon Society. And it was about oh. these wee dragons that make cups of tea. And it was just like a wee graphic novel. I read it like in um, 10 minutes. It was really cute. But It's like five pages. <laughs> no, it was 72 pages. 72. My shortest book was Queen of Nothing and it was 300 pages. Nice. Apparently yeah, my, average, my average book length was 441 pages. My average book length was 473. Nice. Yeah, Apparently the most similar. the most popular book I shelved was Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, which was a reread, obviously. Yeah, how many people also shelved it? Three million odd. Oh my. But that'll be in See, history, not in the year. Yeah, the year. Yeah, my most popular was Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and it was 1.5 million. Oh. My least popular was the book I read by accident, A Dinner Party by R.J. Parker. <laughs> I remember, and you thought it was a different book, and oh, you were like, I'm not sure this is what people described. Yeah, I thought it was A Dinner Guest by Lucy Foley, and I don't know why. I just picked up the wrong book, and I didn't read the name on it, because I knew it was by Lucy Foley, so I don't know why I picked up The Dinner Party. Um, yeah. Or was is it by Lucy Foley? I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure. But it's, it's called A Dinner Guest, and it has a similar-ish cover. This was like some weird thriller that was like for 40 year old mums. I gave it to mum pretty much immediately. Yeah, how many people shelved that? 4,000. Oh, wow. See, my least popular is not pop- like unpopular. It's Anyway the Wind Blows by Rainbow Rowell. And <laughs> it was 88,000 people shelved it. Oh, wow. I would have yeah, thought that so would have had more. Like, yeah, I'd thought that have more. Considering it's like the last in the trilogy. But maybe that's just people that don't re- use like Goodreads. Could be true, yeah. My yeah. average rating was 3.9. My average rating was 4.1. Which I feel like 3.9 doesn't seem right because I definitely loved so many books this year because I was playing catch up for the first half of the year and I read like Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom and the Crow Prince series and then Chain of Gold and Chain of Iron and like all these books and I was like giving them all five stars. Yeah. So I would have thought my rating, and, I, and then I read like Poppy War and Six Crimson Cranes, and I think I gave them five stars. I would have thought uh-huh. I would have been close on a more like four point one. Three point nine is really low, but maybe it's because I gave a couple books two stars that really pulled it down. Yeah, I think like obviously my average is a lot smaller because I only read ten, but I think I rate like probably about six out of ten of them four stars. So mm. four point one makes sense. What was your highest rated on Goodreads? Because I feel like mine's doesn't even count. Well, mine's is still Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, 4.44 average. Mine's is um, All the Young Dudes, Volume 2, 4.86 average. <laughs> yeah. Which I did log All the Young Dudes as free books this year, because obviously I printed them physically, but it was like over like 2,000 pages, I think, for the free volumes, so I was not, uh-huh. not logging that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As I'm like looking at this, there's a section on, I don't know if you have it on the, as easy to get on the web rather than the app but I'm just looking at what ones I did rate five stars and I'm like some of them I'm quite surprised I'm like oh did I and I'm like did I enjoy it that much yeah I feel like sometimes when the hype dies there and you go oh it's not actually five stars I've had that a couple times this year which is maybe what I'm thinking of I've maybe changed some scores 
Do you so have the better? I rate oh, sorry. three books five. I rate three books five stars. Cemetery Boys, which yeah, I'd stand by that. Seven Husbands, stand by that. And Lord of Shadows, and I stand by that. However, ones like Daisy Jones, I only rate four stars, and I'm like, oh, that probably should have been five. Daisy Jones is definitely a five star book for me. Yeah, that was one of my favorite books of this year. A hundred percent, I loved it. I've seen. Have you seen some of the set photos for the TV show as well? Because it's looking really good. I haven't actually. Oh, it's, I saw a TikTok that was photos of the set photos, and it was that audio where it's like the way men acted with the Joker. This will be my Joker, and I was like, "That's oh uh, yeah." <laughs> I was like, "That's one hundred percent going to be me." I know, like, the... as soon as we go see it, that will become your whole personality for a couple of months. Do you have the bit yeah. that says my first review of the year? Um, I don't actually know. Because I have. I could tell you what mine is. It'll be Queen of Air and Darkness. So it was the first book I finished this year. Well, no, it's like the first caption you put on them. Oh, I don't put captions. Oh, so I had put my first review of the year, and it was a quarter forms and roses, and I had put um, two stars. I had rated it, and then I had wrote two and a half in the the caption, and that was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, yeah. like, I was maybe feeling generous. Yeah, it's a bit meh. Yeah, it was not. I don't ever put captions. I'm not sure why. I think I'm too lazy to write full reviews, and I'm not one to read people's reviews well, either. It so. has shown me what my five stars are actually. Yeah, it's just further down. I've not five starred as many books as I thought I had. Hmm. Which is surprising. I thought I had to, like I've only five starred Normal People by Sally Rooney, Six Crimson Creams by Elizabeth Lim, All Young Dudes. Um, each volume of that actually. no it's only no it's not it's just showing me a selection of some of them sorry yeah uh, it's, I, I've definitely gave more books five stars I gave Fable five stars which is definitely more of a four star yeah because I was okay. just it wasn't that good and then the, se- the sequel was quite bad so now in my head I'm like it's not that good but Lore was easily one of the worst books I read this year as well I stand by that oh I can't even think of the worst book I read this year because I think I was very obviously selective for what I read. And I'd say all of mine are about four stars. Queen of Bear and Darkness, I read three stars. But I think that was because it caused a slump. I don't actually think the book was that bad. I, I gave The Dinner Party, I think, two stars as well because that was awful. But, like, I mean, it's not his fault. It was not my kind of book. Yeah, like, it's probably five stars in, like, our mum's collection. Oh, she'd be like, amazing. Top tier. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like flowers and attic pills in the wind. Oh my god, yeah. Did you even listen to the flowers and attic episode? I didn't. I it feel like crazy. I'd be traumatized. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. What was your th- What don't... do you think your best read was in the whole year? I see. I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't know. Uh huh. Because part of me's like. My best new release was probably Six Crimson Cranes. Yeah. Like, the best book that came out this year. But then, I really don't know, because, like, I loved Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. Uh-huh. That was really excellent. But then I loved, like, Sorcery of Forms. I loved The Court Silver Flames. I loved Normal People. I really loved The Goldfinch, even though I gave it four stars. It was still one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, if Cats Dis- Disappeared for the World was one of my favourites. Like, the- I-, I don't know. I really can't pinpoint it. Yeah. I think... If I look at like the books that I read over the year, it's definitely between Cemetery Boys or Seven Husbands, Devil and Hugo. Yeah. And part of me thinks I prefer Seven Husbands. However, due to its like popularity, I'm like, oh, Cemetery Boys is better. But I can't really choose between the two, to be honest. 
Yeah, Evelyn Hugo's probably up there for me, but because I read it like in like February or something, it's like out my head, if you know what I mean. I would probably like to reread that soon. Yeah, same. What well, about Cemetery Boys, though, didn't you? Cemetery Boys, well. I gave five stars as well, and I loved it. But I, it's one of those books where it's immediately kind of went from my mind, in a way. Yeah, I couldn't tell you details about it. I probably couldn't tell you, to I be honest. I even tell you their names. Yeah. Was there Galad- sure. Galadriel? Yeah, and I don't remember. It's. I'm sure his name is like a very... We pronounced it wrong in the episode. I don't remember their names, but I'm quite bad with names in books, to be fair. I did love it, and I loved Aidan Thomas's writing. And I will keep recommending it to people, and I'll maybe reread it at some point. Probably not next probably year. probably will. But I did really enjoy Cemetery Boys, and I still would stick by. It was a five-star book. I just cannot... It's one of those books where it's not... Maybe the details haven't held as long. Yeah. But we did read it quickly, though. Lore was definitely up there for top contender of worst book. For, yeah. like... Because, like, The Dinner Yes was probably the actual wor- worst book I read this year, but, like, it's not really my genre, so I don't want to give that the worst title of the year, because that's just obvious that it would be the worst. Yeah, I get you. But Lore was, like, pretty bad. I understand. I was watching Brittany the Bibli- Bibliophile as well today, and she was saying how much she loved Lore, and I was like... I don't know why I didn't like it. I just couldn't get with it. And I love like no. Greek mythology. I'm quite big on Greek mythology. Yeah, on um like my personal book account, it's like just mine. Like me and Lauren both have separate accounts as well as Big Litty. I had a friend who bought Lore as soon as it came out and I remember he was posting on his story, he had a special edition and he was so excited for it. And then he'd done a live stream the next day talking about it. I remember him being like, Oh such a disappointment, I'm only halfway through and it's like so boring and nothing's happening and so like you're probably not the only one that thinks that yeah I really wanted to fairy lit edition of that for ages and I was gonna like source it out and I'm so glad that I just got a paperback copy because if I yeah. had paid like 50 quid for a copy of it and then hated it uh-huh. I, well I didn't hate it but I definitely didn't enjoy it either yeah I get you what about like what do you think was like your biggest disappointment reading wise this year either with like Ooh. a release or um, maybe some special editions that were let down. Like it doesn't have to be like the biggest let down book wise. Oh, I'm not too sure actually. If I think about it realistically, um, actually no, I do know because you know how hyped I was for anyway the wind blows because I love Carry On so much. However, looking at it now, I rated it three stars, and I don't think I can tell you a lot of what's happening in it. You took like, quite a while to read it as well. Yeah, I think like I was so 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 excited for it, and I still love. I still will say I love Carry On, but the first one's definitely the best. The second's the worst, and the third's the middle ground. However, is the second one bad? I thought you liked the second one. The second one's just. No, it's not very good. It's all right, but it's, it doesn't feel very carry on esque. It just feels like a random story in the middle. Oh. But it seems like in the first one, the pacing was really well, and the second and third, it just lost track of what it was doing. And so that was probably my biggest letdown because I had looked forward to it for like over a year, and it's still like it was a three star read, whereas like carry on's like a five star for me. Yeah. So that was my biggest letdown by far. I get you. I feel like Rainbow bit, yeah. Rowell books, the whole hype's kind of just died as well. Yeah, because there's not a lot of like, on, like, hype to get so you hype, sad. if you know what I mean. Ah, uh-huh, because I bought the Waterstones exclusive edition of 
Wayward Son and Any Way Wind Blows. Oh my god, don't talk to me about the exclusive edition of Any Way the Wind Blows. That was a traumatic (laughs) experience for me when it dropped when you were on Night Shift. Yeah, I was on Night Shift and I was at work so I wasn't on my phone and Lauren just like was like, should I order you this? I don't know and I wasn't responding. She was like, it's going to sell out. I don't know if I should order you. I don't know if you want it. But now I've got the matching free set which I think will feature on my Instagram or the TikTok. It'll feature somewhere. Nice. But yeah, I still love the trilogy and I think maybe in a year's time I'll go back and read the second two, like the following ones, and see if I have a better like appreciation for them. However, due to like the build up and the hype around it, I just didn't live up to it. Maybe I built it up in my head too much, maybe mm. but see, Yeah, I just didn't live up. Whenever I think of carry on and I don't know if you were even in this kinda age range that you would have remembered this. It's like see when it came out um, uh-huh. Catitastic, who used to live with Paul and Bananas, like the YouTuber. Yeah. She, I know who Paul and Bananas is not Catitastic though. But she's like, she's she's quite funny. She was like a YouTuber. I don't know if she still does YouTube. I don't watch her videos. But she used to do BookTube and she was quite big. And she, yeah. the year Carry On came out, she did like her best books of the year and she said that she reread Carry On like six times after she initially read it. Oh damn! And she Six like, times. It was something like that. Like she kept rereading it. She like she never like from when Carry On came out till the end of the year. She didn't really read anything else. Cause if she not get sick of it, I I'll, mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you're like not not for me. Cause rereading favorites is like obviously so fun and so exciting to see the story again. But six times, I think, would get a bit. I'll say, I'll try and find the video where she talks about it and send you it because I might be like misquoting it. it was maybe only like two or three times, but I'm sure it was like quite a lot. Yeah, that's like me. I just went to see Spider Man. I'm like, I'd like to see again. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but what was your most like disappointing one of the year? I don't know. Apart from the, the dinner guest or dinner party or whatever. Because I thought it was something else. That's why it disappointed <laughs> me. I don't know, like. I had like a lot of like surprises of the year, like normal people I had watched five episodes of the seven episode TV show and I hated the TV show and I never finished it and then I read the book and I gave it five stars. So I like, I had a lot of things like that where it really really surprised me. I think As Good As Dead was maybe a bit of a letdown. Yeah, As Good As Dead I was very excited for and then I got 40 pages in and I was like now's not the time because I think you I was will enjoy it and I did enjoy it I gave it four stars but there's just like some character stuff that seems a bit out of place and there's a point where some of the decisions become a bit irredeemable yeah so like Pip let me down there you go but not the book just the char- the writing like all the characters let you down yeah like maybe Pip and Ravi let yeah, me down yeah I think that's maybe similar to like how I felt about Carry On because I felt like I lost the characters by the third book like they didn't feel like Baz and Simon anymore and I think like obviously it's her character so she can write them however she wishes and technically that's correct but didn't feel correct didn't feel like that's something that they would do like their characteristics seem to change a lot but not in a good way but I didn't really have like any major disappointments outside of that I was very disappointed when I found out that um Cassandra Clare's next book in the Chain of Iron series wasn't coming out till the next year. <laughs> but I've survived that somehow. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm more excited for Wicked Powers, to be honest. Which you've, you're not really interested in. I don't even know what that is. 
it's like her last well she says this about every shadow hunters like book set that she puts out this is the last shadow hunter story but it's like was it clary's great grandniece <laughs> that'll be cassandra clare in 2095 writing about clary's cousin's cat that's a shadow hunter <laughs> it's um following characters from the dark artifices so i'm excited for that but oh, I've not read the Dark Artifices. I would need to actually read that first. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you'll get around to that very soon. I I will have to at some point. But I tried to read um, Red Scrolls of Magic or The Lost Book of the White, whatever one's the first one in those. The Lost Book of the White. Yeah. I tried to read it like two days ago, and I was like, Phew. like sometimes I've it's re- people I, annoying me. I, I don't know what I read. Lost Book of the White. I think three and a half, four stars. Uh, it's not, not the last book of the white, the Red Skulls of Magic. I don't know, sometimes like the writing for Magnus gives me the echo a little. Yeah, I think it's like because I like to imagine Magnus this is terrible. Magnus is very cool. Magnus is very much to me as well, Harry Shum Jr. Like I know a Shadowhunters T V series is questionable, oh, but I yeah. do imagine him a lot like that sometimes. See that's and not so, my Magnus, but I never watched the show. Yeah, so like he's similar to that, but I wouldn't say he's like, I'd say he's got darker skin. There's a lot of different, like, kind of <gasps> things like that. What? Lauren just gasped. I just looked up the release date for Chain of Thorns. Yes, yeah, isn't it like two years away? It's November 1st, 2022. Yeah, so it's like a year away. After yeah, I thought it was that. March. How much? When did you think it was? March. I thought oh, it was a no. year from Chain of Iron. <laughs> no. Oh my god, I was wondering why none of the pre-orders were out yet. <laughs> what a drama. Oh no, I'm really upset now. Oh, Lauren's actually crying. I'm not, I just wiped my face, but... <laughs> oh, that's really um, upset me. Uh, people are going to be listening when I said, Ah, oh, you should maybe read it at the start of the year, because then it'll prep you. And they're probably and like, they're like, oh. Like, she's wishful thinking. I learned she's a liar. I just, I, I must have just closed that bit of information off in my mind. <laughs> Just manifested it. I was just hoping for it by some miracle. Yeah. Kinda, like, What's your like biggest excitement for the next year then? Well, Chain of Forms when it eventually comes out. Yeah. In seventeen seventeen hundred. I'm so excited for the cover of Chain of Forms because let's be honest, the last hour's covers are the best Xander Clare's ever done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm gonna buy probably the Waterstones edition to match my Waterstones edition. I'll probably get a standard edition. To match my standard editions. Yeah, and then thought, I might I get the, the Fairy Loot edition as well. I thought the Waterstones edition of Chain of Iron, however, annoys me that I don't have the Chain of Gold to match. And I'm not too fussed on it. Like, I think it could be a possible sell at one point, just because it's really not the prettiest. Oh, I, I like it a lot. I like it, but it's nothing special for me. I think when I think of a Cassandra Clare book, I don't imagine it looking like that. And it doesn't really match with my shelf. But I have the Chain of Gold and Chain of Iron Forbidden Planet editions. So they're both signed. But I hate Cassandra Clare's signature. She's a C and then a line. Yeah, so I, the, I, I, I could do her signature. I could probably like finish her signature. The, yeah, the both times I've bought them, they're just like standard retail price. So I'll probably just get that from Forbidden Planet as well. So it's the matching set. Fane apparently were meant to be doing a Dust Jacket series with all of the Dust Jackets as well. Um, after yeah. they did Chain of Iron, which I do have that Fane of, uh, chain of iron fane dust jacket yeah so i'd maybe buy I, them but I, I mean, I, because i have fairy loot and i'll end up probably getting the fairy loot chain of forms because it looks like it'll 
Well, I've seen the Chain of Gold and the Chain of Iron, and I probably will get it. Even though I won't have mansion yeah. set, I probably will get it. Well, I'm kind of hoping, like, it won't be too long before, like, one big place publishes a set of all three, like, special editions. Like, they, mm-hmm. they've done it for a year anniversary on certain books, so hopefully it could be, like, a year after the trilogy's done that they release a special edition of all three. And then I'd get that. Oh, here's another one of my biggest disappointments that just reminded me. Addy Lou. <laughs> oh, really? I've I gave heard it, a four, lot of I gave it, it well. four stars. I still really liked it, but for being such a Victoria Schwab stan, it did let me down a bit. It wasn't as good as I expected. But it was still fine. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. So um, you're most looking forward to Chain of Forms for next year? Nah, I'm probably really looking forward to House of Sky and Breath, which is the second Crescent City novel. And Six Crimson Cranes has a sequel coming out, which is called, like, The Dragon's Pearl or something. Oh. Uh, so that'll be a uh, immediate pre-order as well. Yeah. So those are my most exciting... Oh, Family of Liars! Oh, yeah. This was an accidental discovery, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't know it was coming out. I've heard nothing about it. I don't even know the premise. Is there a plot out for it? Or it's a prequel, apparently, about the parents or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which I think I'm will still be good, because I really love We Were Loud. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll love it as much without the mystery aspect, then. I don't know if I'll love it as much, but I think it'll be fun regardless. Yeah, I think so. It's also the 10-year anniversary for We Were Loud coming out, I think. Wow. As what, Maybe the, a special edition. I think. I might be wrong on that. Or it's the 10 year anniversary of the publisher. And they were saying it was really oh. special. I can't remember. Something like that. Um, something, yeah. something was saying it was an anniversary and it was special that Family of Liars was coming out. Uh huh. Should we get into like our reading goals? Like, yes. What, what was it called? You called it? Res- uh, reading resolutions. resolutions. Just because I like yeah. a bit of alliteration. Yeah, fair enough. Um, my number one resolution, which I have already stated on the podcast, is I'm going to read every Sarah J Maas book. Yeah. Because I'm I'm far enough in now. I feel like I've committed to Sarah J Maas, so I need to do it. I feel like I could do that with, like, Cassandra Clare. Like, I would just need to read, like, Tales from Shadowhunter Academy, Ghost of the Shadow Markets, Chain of Iron, and then The Lost Book of the White, and I think that's me. Well, you'd have, like... It would depend if you were counting, like, the Iron Trial and stuff that she did with Holly Black. Yep. Yeah, I ain't going to count them, because who does? Are you only counting the Shadowhunter books, then? Yeah, because, like, who realistically counts, like, the books she wrote with Holly Black? Nobody talks about them. I also really need to finish Rick Riordan's books, but I'm not going to yeah. read all of Rick Riordan's books. I'm going to read The End of Heroes of Olympus, the... Chronicles of Cain? The Cain Chronicles. The Cain Chronicles. And, um... Oh, there's so many. I'm never getting those all done next year. Yeah. I was going to say I want to read all of Rick Riordan's books. I'll finish one Rick Riordan series. There's a promise. Just one. Yeah. I can't say I'm going to finish all of them because I've got, like, four still to read. And I do love Rick Riordan, but I know I can't commit to that. So that's, like, your first resolution? Also, to read Rule of Wolves by Leigh Bardugo. Yeah. I need to get to that, because I've had it since, like, June. That's fair enough. What about you? What's your number, um, well, your first resolution? Well, 
I'll give my first half one because it's really eight tiers. I will try and read one Sarah J Max book. <laughs> However, that's not my proper resolution. My most important one is to try and read the books on my shelves before I buy more, which is always one that book lovers like say and mm-hmm. don't do, but it's really important to me because I've got like one shelf where I have read one book on the whole shelf. I really, really need to get around to reading the books that are already on my shelf. And so I'm hoping to like... That's read so... the majority that are on my bookshelves. That is really funny to me because I have like a couple shelves like that where I have like one shelf that's all hardbacks and I've read one book and then I have one shelf that's all paperbacks and I've read none of them. Yeah. And I don't know how I think it's... it's important to me to like read them and try and like filter down. I don't have much like space left for a shelf so I don't know like the size of my room is big but there's no more space for a bookshelf and so I think I need to do like a clear out and start to like be brutal with the books that I'm going to keep even though I might like them if I'm not realistically going to read them again they need to go I think I probably will have to start doing that as well at some point yeah but um, I'm definitely going to try and get through a lot of the books I have and I'm going to try and keep on top of like the books that come in like Fairylit and stuff and actually read them as yeah, they're kind of coming because otherwise I'm just going to end up with a big pile like I have like Fire with Fire which is a favourite book, and I'm like, am I ever actually going to get round to that? I need to probably make the decision to either sell it or read it soon. Uh-huh. Whereas I feel like if I had just picked it up as soon as I got it, I maybe would have read it by now. Yeah. Does a resolution count as sell, um, what's it called? Empire of the Vampire? This was one of the things I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring up. People have been talking about Empire of the Vampire so much recently, I really want to read it. Because it sounds like I would be really into it because it's like horror and gothic and vampires. But yeah. I'm trying to make my stance on J. Kristoff and it's so hard. <laughs> That's one of the things where you can't decide if you want to separate like art from artist. Because I'm like, I have it now. I'm not going to buy any more of these books. But then if it's a series, then if I get really into it, I'll want to keep buying them. Yeah, I'm probably not going to read it. It doesn't sound like my type of thing. But... I was just sitting in a box because I got it in the limit crate and I need to get rid of it because that's one that, like, That's I'll one of those things of. as well. You don't want to take the piss by selling it for a high price, but you don't want to sell it off for, like, 30 quid and then have someone relist it for 100. Literally. And I, I want it to be, like, available for someone who actually wants to read it. However, I don't want to sell it for, like, yeah, £30 when I know that that's not what it's worth. And someone's likely going to resell it at a higher yeah. price. But... Yeah, what's your next actual resolution? Like, your real one? <laughs> I think probably, like, I guess this is always kind of, like, my resolution, but to, like, continue to read quite diversely. Yeah, of course. And to make sure I'm trying to get a lot of, like, individual experiences. I feel like I need to try and branch out a wee bit from fantasy as well. Uh-huh. But I do really, really enjoy fantasy, so I'm, like... I'm kind of like, I want to do that. I want to read more genres that I don't usually read, but also I like the genres I read, so. Why would you change it a little? Like, I, I think... Do, like, I read quite a lot of adult fiction and stuff, which you don't really read. No, but I think that's the age difference thing. Like, yeah, like, The Goldfinch was one of my favourite books this year. Um, There's a lot of kind of adult fiction that I really enjoy, the yeah, n- like, normal people, stuff like that. There's things where, like, The Goldfinch probably wouldn't apply to me. You would hate The Goldfinch. Yeah, a lot of, like, Adam Silvera won't apply to you. Yeah. Like, appeal to you, sorry, not apply. Um, Yeah, I get what you mean with that one. I think, uh, on a similar note, I would like to branch out into a lot more, like, non-fiction. 
because I did not read a single like yes, non-fiction I would book actually in the last year. Like to read more non-fiction. I read the five, and then I read a couple. Yeah. I read a couple of autobiographies, but I didn't read a lot of non-fiction. I would like to read more non-fiction. If anyone yeah. actually has any recommendations for books that are like the five, I would really like to know because that was excellent. That was one of my favorites this year. Uh huh. Yeah, I need to read the five. I can actually see it on my shelf right now. It was the first book I read in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'll probably read it pretty soon into twenty twenty two, but yeah, I don't have any ideas. So like again, yeah, if you do have any non-fiction books in the Marway, I don't know. I've not. I've never read an autobiography, so I'm not sure I would enjoy it too much. Well, like I can lend you Perfect Sound Whatever by James A. Castro because that's an amazing biography. Autobiography because it's like it's only focused on one year of his life, and it's basically like part music review, part. Autobiography. Yeah. It's really funny. And it's James A. Castor. What more do you want? It's very good. Like, it is a really good autobiography. So, I feel like if you want to try autobiographies, try that first. Yeah. I think I'd be a lot more interested, like, or if it's non fiction and, like, historical books, to be honest. Like, I love history, and so I might look into, like, more books you to might, do with that. You might enjoy, like, a memoir like Just Kids by Patti Smith as well. I really love that book. Yeah. Because that's, like, just about like her time as a model and a singer in the 70s yeah and i know the 70s isn't necessarily your thing but something more historical i guess uh-huh yeah i'm really like interested in some non-fiction books in the next year so try and maybe have like a balance of say i read four books a month one of them be non-fiction maybe i was gonna say as well oh sorry <laughs> i want you to try and read more audiobooks but i don't know if i like audiobooks I've never tried an audiobook and I don't know if I ever will because it's I not... understand it as a form of reading that's really important for certain people who may not be able to read in like a traditional form. However, I'm not sure I would take it in because my mind goes like a million miles a minute and I'm always thinking about something. And so when it comes to like listening to things, even if it was like a lecture or that, I find that my mind just wanders. So I think I need to read and write things in order to take them in. And yeah. so I don't think, like, audio learning or audio listening is, like, for me. I'm kind of the same. I read the Assassin's Blade this year um, as an audiobook. And I liked the story, but I hated the narrator. And see, sometimes yeah. now when I'm reading Throne of Glass, when I was reading it, that narrator was in my head and it really put me off reading it at a couple uh-huh. of points because I was like, get this voice out of my head. Because the woman's voice was, like, obnoxiously annoying. So, I don't know, maybe if it was like, I know like Amy Poehler's autobiography, which I've already read, is yeah. like, rather than her doing a whole reading of it, she gets like a comedian to come in and do each chapter, so it's like Tina Fey and Nick Offerman and stuff. Oh, that would, would be interesting, yeah. I would listen to something like that, or I think um, the Daisy Jones one's meant to be quite interesting, because it's like interestingly recorded. Yeah, I think Evelyn Hugo's meant to be the same, isn't it? It's like different characters kind of I think so I think if it's something where it's like specifically an interesting audiobook I'd maybe listen to it but books that are just yeah. like like the Assassin's Blade or something like that I won't read on audiobook again no I think hmm I'm trying to think actually what my next resolution would be I don't know if I I don't want to put too much pressure on myself because I felt like I'd done that at the start of this year and it like helped the slump like I think oh it- I know one. I know one resolution because I've got had it on my shelf for over a year now. I've got like 
two sets of trilogies that I have not touched yet, but may, most importantly, and I think we should do a podcast episode on the trilogy as a whole, is the Carabao trilogy. Yeah. Because I have it all on my shelf. I know Lauren's won it for Christmas. And so I think it would be good to do a podcast episode on it. We could like both read them throughout the space of maybe like two months, and then we'll come up to two months and start to discuss. See, I would really like to do that because I was going to read Once Upon a Broken Heart because I got it in my fairy loop. Um, uh-huh. And people are like, it's totally separate for Caraval. You can read it if you want. But it's set in the same universe, so I didn't want to read it. Um, yeah. So I'm like, that's the main reason I got Caraval series. But um, I really want to read Caraval. I really want to read it soon. Yeah, I've also got... Um, I'm not sure... Oh, it's Grisha Verse, isn't it? For Shadow and Bone. That's like the name of the trilogy as a whole. Or is that the I universe? would just say it was Shadow and Bone, that trilogy. And then the Grisha yeah. Verse is the, trilo- uh, the, the whole thing. Yeah, Do you know, like by the way, Shadow Hunters. This is totally unrelated. But I always get the Grishaverse emails, and I don't know how, but they're always like, Hi, Stephanie. Oh. I don't know how it's set I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know. I must have just... I don't know if I used autofill or something on my computer. I don't know. That's so odd. Um, I really... I've got that full trilogy sitting on my shelf as well. I'd like to get around to that eventually, but I'm more excited for Caraval. Yeah. You should get to Six of Crows. You would enjoy Six of Crows a lot. Yeah. I think I want to read Shadow and Bone first because I'm pretty sure I've read online that a lot of folk random like recommend reading Shadow and Bone first. I, and read, then... I read Shadow and Bone the whole trilogy before reading Six of Crows, I think. And then I really loved Six of Crows and I didn't really like Siege and Storm or Ruin and Rising. But some people say you should read Shadow and Bone to get a grip of the world and then read like Six of Crows. Yeah. Because you've got the grip of it and you're back in. Is it The Lives of Saint? It's like a special edition. I got it for Millennium Kirk just because it was pretty, to be honest. And that's like a picture book and stuff, so I'd quite like to get invested in that world so that I can appreciate that book as well. There's also but, a graphic novel coming out next year called, I think it's The Demon in the Woods, which is a graphic novel about the Darkling. Yeah, but like, that's probably my proper next revolution. Get Carval trilogy done and Shadow and Bone. It's a good like, one. Maybe two resolutions, like Carval, get that read, and then get into the verse. I'd like to optimistically say I'm going to finish the Poppy War series, but the Poppy War was such a big investment of like my brain space because it's like such high fantasy that I know I need yeah. to be in the mood for like the Dragon Republic, so I don't want to say I am going to finish that trilogy because it'll depend on my mood. And with having like a dissertation due next year, I might not want something that heavy for a while. Yeah, I get that. How many books are you setting as your Goodreads goal is the big question. See, I've went back and forth on it because I read like 40 books in one year when I had lockdown and then I read 10 when we weren't in lockdown. But I think I'm probably going to set myself, now I might go over this, but I'm going to set myself probably at about 35 just because I don't want to put too high an expectation. I feel like it's like a task, but I also think I have the ability to go over 35, which is fine. But I think that's a good like starting number. Yeah. See, I think, what are you thinking? I think I might just set mine as 30 again. And then if I hit 30 really early on and I want to up it, I'll up it. But I think yeah, is a good reasonable number because with uni work, I might hit quite a bad slump. Uh-huh. So I don't want to say, like, oh, 52 or something. And then I'll just feel a bit shit if I get to like October and I've not read that much. Whereas if I put it as a lower goal and I read something like 80 books. But then there was a lockdown this year. So it changed everything. Yeah, because as soon as like lockdown ended, I really didn't prioritise escaping the world because it was like, oh my god, I'm going back out there. So like, it was like, 
constantly like, oh my god, social life over like hobbies because you had had so much time with your hobbies and by yeah. yourself, and so much time to like escape in different books that why would you want to escape when you were kind of getting your own world back? Exactly. So I know like I could look at it and go, oh, I could probably read a hundred books next year. I've read eighty this year, but I'm just not going to set myself on that kind of track because I don't want to put pressure on myself like that, especially when I'm back in uni and stuff. I know some people, like, I, I, I will be honest, it is a bit crazy and I think you are being a bit, I don't know how, like, you're not appreciating it if you put your record, your goal to, like, 350 books or whatever, because I know people do it and I know people manage, but there is no way that you are actually reading for enjoyment at that point. I've never seen anyone put it as high as that. Well, someone done it, I saw a TikTok about it, she had done it, like, a year ago or whatever, and it became like to the point where in December she's done like for a week straight she had to read two books a day to match it like to get it and I was like but how because you must have not put that book down and how did you remember a single book in that film no I would not enjoy that like that that could have just been like that was ridiculous and there I was, like, there's was no a, way a point this year I think it was when I hit about 60 I purposely tried to slow down so that I would actually keep taking in the books because I was like, I don't want this to be like, it's not a competition, I don't want to be just reading and tallying them up. Which I feel like is the dangerous kind of... What was your Goodreads goal last year? Oh, I don't For 2020 or for no, this for, year? for 2021, sorry. Um, actually, Thanks, I don't Jasper. know if I even set one. Um, I'll tell you at the bottom of like, my year in books or whatever it is. No, I don't think I set one then because it's not came up. Um, oh wait, reading challenge twenty twenty one. Wait, no, I didn't set one apparently, which is odd because I thought I did. But unless you maybe deleted it at some point this year, I think I maybe in my head was like setting a number, but I didn't actually do it on Goodreads. So, what was your one last year? Did you have one last year? No, no, I didn't. Just because I didn't have Goodreads for a while, and I decided to download it and like log all the books that I had read that year so I'd already started by the time I don't think I started reading until 2020 like February maybe yeah in 2020 I had set a goal of 15 books because I had been in a big slump and I only read six uh-huh and then 2017 it was I had set a goal of 20 books and I only read seven which might not be right, I'm sure I Because ha- I was looking at my Goodreads and I know there's books that I've read and I maybe just wasn't using Goodreads at that time. Yeah. But 2018, 2019, I didn't have any challenge. I didn't set one. And then 2015 was the last year that I actually completed my goal, which is when I set it as 40 and read 52. Yeah. I think I'll manage my goal next year if it's about 30, 35. Um, but it's, it's not something that I prioritise, to be honest, because... I don't like to think about the amount of books I've read that year just because yeah, I then think it does I, become like a competition in my head. I think I prioritise reading to like as my, one of my hobbies but I don't prioritise a reading challenge. Yeah because like reading is one like probably my favourite hobby it's the one I'd reach for the most but there is other things I'm interested in so I don't want myself to be like oh you're playing this game or send me oh, a you're... gamer girl guys. Oh my god. A gamer no. girl. <laughs> Or, like, say you're doing something that you want to do, like, drawing or going on a bun or whatever it is, and then be like, oh, I should be reading because I've got that challenge. Like, I don't want it to be like that, so. This is, like, I remember I did, 
a readathon in twenty fifteen, and it was a week. I remember in the su- this in the summer holidays, and it was like the most stressful experience of my life. I will never do a readathon again. How many books did you read? I think it was like ten in seven days or something. Jeez, that's like you're one of the people that were like three hundred books, and then in December they're reading like multiple books in one day. It was a lot, and it was not fun either. Yeah. You probably don't remember saying one of the books properly. Probably not, no. I don't really... I'm not a big reading... Readathon person. Neither. I think it's too competitive. I'd rather just enjoy it and take my I time. I know, like, Pop Sugar, I think it is, do a list where it's, like, your reading bucket list for, like, a year, and it's always, like, read a book with a Hindu main character, read a book with this. But again, I don't know if that'll just restrict me too much. Especially because yeah, we're big I've... mood re- readers. I don't know if any of those kind of things are for us. And I think as well, like, you might say, oh, I'll read this because it's got this main character, but you might not be interested in the plot, so it wouldn't, like, open me up to reading more of that. Like, yeah. sorry, I got there. I get what you mean, like, <laughs> like, it could just sour you on it rather than expanding yeah, your horizons. Not, like, it could be, like, read a book with a trans main character, but the genre is, like, I don't know, <laughs> on a, like, I don't even know. I know what you mean. Like, like it's just, yeah. It's just something maybe like, because I know if I did one of them, I, I guarantee like a lot of them would be contemporary, and I really don't read contemporary anymore. Sorry, I was showing. <laughs> Why did you wave? I don't know. I just saw myself. And I wanted to see her still on camera. Sorry, you can cut that. Um, but I I know a lot of them would probably be contemporary and like contemporary YA, and I really don't really read contemporary YA at all. I only have one full shelf of contemporary and I do appreciate it but it's not like my top choice no I have I, mm, I kind of have like two shelves here's like my other one I think I prefer it more than you but my other one small goal before we actually wrap up is yeah. I want to properly try to read a romance book like an actual book from a romance genre yeah I because you. I read The Unhoneymooners and I didn't like it very much. And then I just. Oh, I, d- I enjoyed The Unhoneymooners. I think I'm kind of a romance book sometimes person. Well, I just thought to myself, well, you read a lot of Adam Silvera. He's quite romancy, isn't he? Yeah, and like I've read a lot of like Bridget Kemmerer before she was fantasy. Like she's got um, romance books out and they're pretty good. And Morgan Matson, I'd say, is quite romancy and stuff. Like I still appreciate them in the summertime. Like I think I'd like to read like a. Uh... Maybe like a Spanish love deception or the love hypotheses or I, I have Get a Life Chloe Brown. I should probably read that. Oh, I've got, I've got Get a Life Chloe Brown. I'd like to read that as well. So like an actual book that's classified as romance should be on the list. I also yeah. would really like to read from Blood Mash, but that's not really a resolution. That's just a TBR. <laughs> that's just a book I'd like to read. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, that's basically our resolutions, isn't it? Yep. I've also, <laughs> you just nodded and forgot that you were. I had also said to Ian, I had said to Ian that one of my goals was if I was bringing a book a month into the house, I should be getting rid of a book a month. But I'm not doing that. I think I just said that to <laughs> Ian's reason. listening to this, knowing that these shelves are bending. He's like, ah, I'm, I'm decided I'm going to get a half shelf, one of those ones we freeze, and I'm going to put it in my bedroom. Oh, I could maybe get one of them actually. And I think I'm in my room. I think I'm going to stick all my paperbacks or something on it. Sure. Do you know what's my New Year's resolution, guys? It is <laughs> More to <than> shelves. <laughs> it is to rearrange my room so I can fit another shelf. But my issue is, 
Lauren will tell you, my bed is big and it doesn't really fit anywhere else. Yeah, your bed does huge. I, I was, so, I had a, the other day I was thinking about your bed. Why? It's just very comfy. <laughs> yeah, it's really squeaky then, it's really annoying, but it's like, my, my bed's just massive and my bookshelves are directly across from my bed and I've got two. But I can't fit a third because my window's there. But I like my desk at my window. But I can't put my bed where I want to because it'll knock into the desk. Why don't you put then, a bookshelf at the other side of the desk, though? Or do two on two? Because I've got the running reel in the mirror. And can they not go to the side in the wall with the radiator? No, there's not enough space. Oh. It's stressful. It is stressful. Start, really... start designing your room like an Animal Crossing room where you just have space to walk because <laughs> you've got so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or when your house in Animal Crossing is like we boxes I'm of space. I'm going to start getting the, the like shelves for the walls and that with books and I'll have like four book carts because I don't have space for an actual shelf. <laughs> you have four book carts and you're rolling them out in mum's room when you need them. <laughs> I've got four book carts that you have to like roll out the way to make a bath. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, just move that one to the left, and then you can go over there. You like jump to the left. Now slide underneath that one. <laughs> Tracy, um, I asked for a book cart for my Christmas because I think they're really pretty, and I think I would quite like it, one of those as well. Yeah, I really want one. And our mum, like, she turned to me. She was like, "But they're so small." And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "And they're expensive." I was like, "Oh, they're only like thirty pounds." And she was like. They'll only fit like 10 books, Stephanie. What's the point? So I don't think I'm getting one. <laughs> no, probably not. But I'll buy myself one. I might I actually get one. a TBR cart for my bedroom rather than a free shelf. Yeah, I would love to have like my room with the two shelves on either side. And I'm considering it, but I think I would have to get rid of my wardrobe. And then I have a lot of clothes, so that's kind of not ideal. And where would Tracy put all her clothes if you got rid of the wardrobe? Oh yeah, I, for- I forgot about that. <laughs> I can, wait I just had an idea I could put a bookshelf next to the bed right here instead of that dressing table thing yeah maybe a skinny one no that would fit the normal size one. Oh, okay Stephanie's really <laughs> sorry sorry I've just turned into interior design Stephanie's just playing playing sims like, in her bedroom now Lauren can see it would fit it would maybe fit it looks like it would be a tight squeeze I think you'd have to get one but, of the skinny ones I think but I think that can push further away that's not fully the door right what, what we'll do this is so we'll, off topic now sorry in the new year we'll go to ikea we'll think of more creative ways to fit in books please send recommendations on how to fit books in your room i I'll got st- to I'll the point up, where one of I'll my friends a, was um, asking if i want a floor, a floor we'll put up floor plan, plans yeah i'll put up a floor plan of my room people just give me recommendations yeah how to move stuff i do it like a sims and be like this is how many squares my bed takes up so figure it out yeah, it's like my my room is twenty squares and my bed takes up sixteen. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but I want I but I'd like six bookshelves, so <laughs> Well, yeah, I would. Because I get jealous that you've got free, because I want free, but I I've can't got have free you. and I've really spaced them out now so there's space, but I'm worried about them bowing now. Because Ian was like, Oh we can like restructure them so that they're more structurally sound because they're like cheap IKEA ones. <laughs> but he was like, Oh, we'd put these bars underneath and I was like Bleh. But I could, like, no, it's, it's funny that your sh- um, shelves are bending because look at mine are completely straight and I've got a full shelf of hardbacks. And to be fair, it was, got decorations it was on only it. two of them and one of them had um, manga on it and like seven hardbacks and then a big stack of paperbacks and then the other one had, it was like my shelf that had like Crescent City and that on it if you remember it. So it was yeah. like, it was like one, two, three, four, 
six hardbacks stacked and then like eight or nine along and it was like yeah. rammed so it was like there was a lot of weight on it to be fair uh-huh like but then uh, like my rick riordan shelf's not bowing and that's fully ian says so he thinks it's because i was like a lot of the stuff was on one side and then i'd have like a decoration on the side so yeah. it's been the okay, weight's yeah. been too uneven well, we're just turning into, like, interior designers now. Yeah, it's a soft should, topic. We should maybe wrap the actual podcast episode up if we're talking about this. Yeah. So, I think, realistically, we might be back, like, maybe late January. winter, early spring. Yeah, maybe, like, oh. we could maybe do January, because I'm off uni for a wee while. We could maybe do a wee episode on what we got for Christmas yeah. or something more. Hopefully we'll have at least one episode in January and maybe one or two in February. Like, we'll start to we'll get do, back into we'll the We'll do our, our romance book recommendations because we're going to become massive romance readers. And we'll be the I, expertise. I did not make that resolution. <laughs> You're like, I didn't sign up for that. I am not a Nicholas Sparks stan. Oh, I will not be reading Nicholas Sparks. That's not the kind of books I was reading. <laughs> well, I'm just kind of doing an exercise so I understand what's going <laughs> oh, on. What's your back? <laughs> right, I think that's the cue to wrap this up. Well, yeah, we'll have some episodes next year. I hope you all have a lovely Christmas and whatever other holidays there is. But New Year's, <laughs> New Year's. Can I wait on blanks there? Kwanzaa. I hope, I hope you all have a lovely second of January, which is Stephanie's nineteenth birthday. Yeah, important stuff. Thanks. A national holiday, Jess. Where were you think? But thank you for sticking around. Yeah, and I'm sure, please let us know what your reading resolutions are. Let us know your space savers and what was the other thing we asked for? Non-fiction books. Non-fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's pretty much it from us. Oh, I thought you were still the that's pretty much it out from there. <laughs> that's <laughs> no. pretty much it. <laughs> now to the weather. <laughs> to the weather. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye-bye.